0: To dear Hank and John.
1: Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank. It's a
0: podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. But this week, with a slightly different oh, take... You know, we love, at this podcast, we love Ryan's. We love Ryan's we love probably Ryan. too much. I'm not sure exactly yeah. why we love Ryan so much, but we sure do. Yeah. And uh, And we never really wanted, thought to ourselves, what if we had, like, a guest... Wait, so sometimes we have, like, when you're not there or I'm not there, we have, like, fill-ins. Right. But we never really have guests. Right. But I thought maybe we could get a Ryan. Yeah. To be, like, the, like, dear Hank and John and Ryan.
1: Yeah. And I am Ryan not to be nervous about this, but yeah. <laughs> not to take the dad joke duties. But yeah. we are joined today by noted Canadian actor, entrepreneur. I know what this
0: this sounds like a joke, and it sounds like we're making a joke. We're not making a joke. Uh,
1: <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is here.
2: Oh, I had no idea this wasn't uh, uh, on video. I had my lips done. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll never get to. You'll never. you never get to see that. Yeah. Um, Hi, hi, guys. Uh, Hello. I I love that Blake just sort of said, "I'll I'll leave you in a second to your precious Anthropocene Reviewed podcast." I said, "I'm not doing the Anthropocene Reviewed (laughs) podcast. They don't have guests. Uh, They
0: don't even make episodes of that
1: anymore.
2: No, it got canceled. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know what that's like, though. I have the same relationship with Sarah, the media that uh, I listen to, that Sarah engages with, where she's like, "I, yeah, whatever, John, just." Yes. Just go in the corner.
0: (laughs) Last night, Catherine said to me, why are you going to be on Ryan Reynolds podcast? (laughs) And and I was like, I have amazing news.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we're so pleased to be joined by our special guest, Ryan Reynolds. And I wanted to begin, Ryan, if I could, by asking you a question from a listener called Cassie, who writes, Dear John and Hank, at any given time, when I look up at the sky... How much of the sky am I actually seeing? Like, from my vantage point, it looks like almost exactly half, but that can't be Mm. right, can it? Keep
2: it classy. Cassie. Wow. Wow. That's a a very, actually, remarkably thoughtful question.
0: Yeah. I mean, the bad news for Ryan is that I know the answer. And so uh, if he gets it wrong, I'm going to have to tell him.
2: Uh, <laughs> did you
0: know you were coming on a quiz show?
2: Uh, I, I don't know. How do you measure sky? Yeah. Like like it's not it's not hectares. Right. It's what is it?
1: Yeah. What is what is the sky, Hank? I don't even really know. Like and right. where, we've talked before about where does the sky start?
2: What unit of measurement? Would you use? Well,
0: yes, it's it's got to be mathematical, right, because there is you are right that it's not an area because of how Mm. uh, it is not does not have a plane to it. So it kind of and in in the nighttime, it extends out, you know, roughly 13.7 billion light years. So that's a problem for us. It's big. Um, There's a
1: lot of sky at night. There,
0: yeah. So so the thing you would be measuring is angles. Hmm. So like, is it 180 degrees?
1: Oh. oh. like it's or is a, it uh, less than whoa, whoa, or whoa, whoa, more whoa. than gonna 180 rest. degrees? You're going to rest on
2: your angles, Laurels. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is,
1: you're telling me that the earth is round?
2: Wait a second.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, yes, but it, w- it wouldn't have to be to still measure it in angles.
1: <laughs> no, 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 man. I saw this, I saw this YouTube video oh, that goodness. got into this in detail. I don't
0: like this. I, uh, <laughs> this is terrible news oh, no. for me.
1: Hank, <laughs> oh, no. oh. hey, how much of the sky can you see?
0: Well, it yeah. depends on where you are. If <laughs> If you are where I am, you can't see 180 degrees because there's mountains all around me. If there's oh, buildings okay. all around you, of course, you have a similar problem. But if you are... Yeah on a f- perfectly flat plane, like say you're in the ocean on a boat, you can yeah. see slightly more than 180 degrees because oh. the earth is round. The higher up you are, the, the more you can see, the more sky there is. Oh. And then as you like take off in a in a space, in a shuttle and go farther and farther away, like if you're, if you're in a rocket ship going away from earth, yeah. that angle continues to decrease until eventually uh, the sky is everything except for a tiny dot that is the Earth. So that's how that's how it works.
2: Mm. Whoa. It's so lonely. Yeah. You just blew my mind a little is bit. It's really lonely. Yeah. Um, why does the sky look different in certain places? Have you ever been, like, you know, if you go to, like, um, yeah. Africa, mm. if you look at the sky, you're like, that's a different-looking sky. That's the not one the same sky. I grew up with sky. in Canada. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I live in Montana. Everybody calls it the big sky state. And I'm like, well, technically, it's the same size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it does feel bigger.
1: I i mean, is that just an optical illusion? Hank's version makes it makes a terrible
2: license plate. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it does get
0: me in trouble the, with the fellow the, Montanans.
2: The, technically, yeah. it's the same Sky State. Isn't it a great license plate header?
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's what mine well, says. I've i have yeah. gotten my Sharpie out and fixed it. I'm that kind of terrible pedant, um, yeah. and I just want everyone I don't to want, know that. I don't
1: want to be pedantic, but I'm pretty sure that's pronounced Pedant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a musical
0: Okay, John, John and Ryan I have another question Great. This one comes from Daisy mm. Who asks Dear Hank and John I think this is an important question I just bought a cup of coffee But I forgot to put milk and sugar in it mm. Is it socially acceptable to go back into the cafe Ten minutes later to add milk and sugar I hate black coffee Please help me Not a Buchanan Daisy
1: No mm. I have this with
0: bathrooms a
1: lot Oh, Where I've
0: purchased something recently from a restaurant or some I other was a customer. I was recently a customer mm. and I'm coming yeah. back
1: for one reason. Right. Because I have ulcerative colitis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's> a... <laughs> Look, I got a special card.
0: You need to
1: let me do
2: yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Which bathroom's the most sterile? Uh, I need to do a procedure in there that is going uh, <laughs> to. I, I, I always think that like, Daisy, this is a good question. I, but I always think that like, you got to just drive it like you own it. Like, you just got to go yes. back and you just do If you don't act like there's anything wrong, they won't either. Mm-hmm. Right. This is that's the con,
0: con man one oh one is what, yeah. what Ryan Reynolds is teaching us. This, this is
2: the this is the short con. This mm-hmm. is an easy one. I mean that's yeah. the same with the bathroom. It's like i hell yes, I'm using the bathroom. I'm a paying customer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And most m- most folks are conflict averse. You know, most people oh, don't yes. want don't <laughs> want to engage in conflict. Most people have not been trained in conflict resolution. So if you've got that under your belt, you're you kind of you're covered on both ankles. Yeah. So I
0: think I think just, just go back and do it. Where do we get trained in conflict? resolution is that something that happens like in like year two of hollywood celebrity they're like hey so we got a course you need to take god wouldn't that be nice boy
2: howdy um uh, yeah no i did study conflict resolution and it's helped i
1: i I know so i know some working actors who have obviously not had conflict resolution
2: (laughs) no 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 yeah I, i i don't i feel like Conflict resolution is like a, a a life hack. Yeah, they should they should they should teach that in school. Because I, I I I took a, uh, like a workshop in it when I was in my late twenties, and mm-hmm. man, I have used that every day in my life since. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. But it does speak to how profoundly
1: conflict-avoidant we are that we think to ourselves, "Oh, I really shouldn't go back to this cafe where I bought a cup of coffee ten minutes ago because I am so worried about the potential conflict of mm. you know people." thinking I'm pouring milk into coffee I didn't buy here. Yes. Yeah.
0: And John, by the way, would never do that. You would never go back into a coffee place. Because I'm so
1: conflict avoidant, which is now I'm realizing that what I need is conflict resolution. Yeah.
2: Workshopping. Yeah. Yeah. Just go in there, mirror, empathize, and validate someone and you'll make their day and yours.
0: Okay, we're gonna now we're now uh, we're gonna have to start charging for Ryan
1: Reynolds. I was gonna say, I'm like, I feel like I just got it. I feel like yeah.
2: I, I feel like right. I don't need to go to the training now.
1: I just yeah. mirror empathize and yeah. what's the last one? Validate, validate, validate
2: yeah. It's ah. great. I'm telling you, it's a life hack. It's uh, it's been yeah Oof. very useful. life Just think.
0: thinking about this makes me nervous. Why not me? Oh, because I'm because uh, I'm imagining a conflict that I might be in. Oh,
2: <laughs> well, if you imagine a conflict, I can walk you through it. It's, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world. You're gonna mirror empathize and validate someone so like if you know if john says hey I, i'm re- really pissed off like you know you, you came back into my coffee shop and you you, mm-hmm. you went and you nice. used the bathroom and you didn't flush the toilet and you know you're not even a <laughs> paying customer you can be like well, I you can mirror that and You can say yeah i came in your into your 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 coffee shop and mm-hmm. i i did this thing i'm very excited i imagine that that did not feel good for you i mean i imagine there's you know, a lot of people paying customers people waiting here and stuff like that and now the bathroom and then you've and i can imagine that's when you say i can imagine that would be uh uh difficult for you john and i and i and and um you know so you're not really in a weird way you're not like admitting you've done anything wrong all you're doing is is sharing their perspective mirroring it back to them right. and validating that it's, it is viable that's right. a viable perspective real thing that's it Yeah. And then, and it, you done. You you really actually don't even have to be like I did something wrong or say something like that because you didn't necessarily. Your experience is yours, and theirs is theirs. Right. Wow.
1: wow. I, I didn't know Valid, I was going to get conflict resolution therapy today, but I'm very grateful that I did.
2: I, I didn't know we, you will cut that whole section out of this. I promise you.
1: Oh, are you? No, we won't. Oh. No, we won't even cut you telling us to cut it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the best. I concept. love how you guys roll,
0: <laughs> Ryan. I have a I have a Ryan specific question for you. This one comes from Hank, who asks, "What, what are you doing on our What are you doing on our podcast?
1: How, well, why did you come on our podcast?
2: Oh, so nice of you, but it's uh, very surprising. Yeah, big fan of both of you, John. You were very kind to chat with me a couple years ago uh, on on a football matters. Uh, Great conversation, among, <laughs> among other things. Uh, uh, your dulcet voice just soothed me. You,
1: yeah. This was this was before it became public knowledge. That Ryan and his friend Rob have become the owners of Wrexham, a, a team that plays in yes. Wales in the fifth division of English soccer. And we talked we talked about the <laughs> perils and opportunities of loving wow. lower tier English football teams. Wow,
0: that is that is a weird thing to have in common with a person, but love it for you both.
2: But ev- everything John said resonated, and 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 everything, every piece of advice you gave me, I I, I feel like I put to good use. I'm gonna I'm gonna digitally uh, pat myself on the back here. I'm literally doing it. You can hear it. That's the <laughs> it sounds um, great. Uh, I I took every piece of advice you gave me, and I and I and I think I put it to good use. I, I that that has been incredible. And then and then you know and I, I'm a massive uh, Anthropocene fan. Uh, uh, I, I love the 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 Old um, Lang Syne episode that, uh, Hank, have you ever heard that one? Yeah, of course. The old <laughs> uh, that one, I, I gotta say for like, just pound for pound, I think it's a 24 minutes long, it's probably the most emotional podcast I've ever heard. I think I've sent it to everyone. Basically any... Uh, any hotshot actor I've ever worked with. <laughs> just listen to that. Oh, well, thank you for that's doing that. Cool. That's very kind of you. It just kind of yeah, that one just just gets me. And then Hank, a uh, big huge fan of everything you do in 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 for to promote and 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 genuinely care for science. I I uh, yeah. I have to say I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I know that this took a much more serious tone than you were thinking. I was just gonna crap all over you both, <laughs> but that's just not gonna happen. That'll, I'll wait till we stop recording. Great, uh, and so so I, I'm a huge fan of both and then I often like I'll just find myself you know on a walk like I'll walk the kids to school and I'll be on my way back and I'll be listening to one of you guys doing something and I, I often think to myself like how do they come up with the uh order here like <laughs> this is hank and john john and hank like if they added a rooster it could be john hancock which would be a good name for a show um you know that's like, a great how idea does that go down like yeah right yeah yeah but then you're stuck with a rooster you know? well i mean they only live so long
1: yeah and he's probably a method actor and he'll never <laughs> yeah. get out of character no, and yes yeah. well, he will be just a regular yeah. dude he's constantly yeah. trying to uh. act like a rooster yeah i It is a source of considerable consternation, the question of, is it Hank and John or John and Hank? I think that Hank and I have somewhat different worldviews on the topic.
0: Look, I think Hank and John just sounds better.
1: Mm. And it's alphabetical. I think that's an argument in favor of it. I was born first. So I I tend to think of, I tend to, I have to confess, think of it as, as John and Hank, but to... To mirror, <laughs> empathize, and validate. Hold mm, um, well I'm hearing that Hank, you feel like Hank and John sounds better. Yeah. And I can absolutely understand why that would make you feel more comfortable. Uh huh. And I understand why, from your perspective, yeah. that is important. That was textbook John. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Textbook. Thank you. No, <laughs> I mean you. are Yeah, we We're like a youngie we... and freak out there, <laughs> jumping for joy right now. That was yeah. really
1: amazing. You've really. You've really changed my
2: life. I, <laughs> wow. This is
1: it moving forward. This is my only strategy. Right?
2: I, I I think I got it. May this feed and nurture all your relationships. There you go. Uh, wow. You uh, go. Hank and John sounds better, I gotta say. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't need to uh, pick a lane here. Conflict no, John resolved. Hank is like more work. <laughs> More work for me yeah. personally. Yeah. Uh, I hear it. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't suggest preference in any way, sure. shape, or form. But but Hank and John just just sort of rolls off the tongue a little bit easier.
0: Well, now we have we have what we have one additional vote. There are only three of us, so I guess we know. That is also really rolls off the
2: tongue. So does John Hancock. <laughs> and it's
0: not hard to get a rooster in Montana. No,
2: they're available. Please. I have a rooster. Lisa, I'm wearing one right now. I mean, I've already on, yeah. got.
1: I've already got one, and I can't believe that I failed to name the <laughs> yeah. rooster John oh, Hancock. Right? What a massive mistake!
2: Yeah, fail, huge fail. Oh, huge but no, the kids
1: have already named the rooster, so there's no going back from it.
2: <sighs> do you good, actually though. do you actually have a rooster? He does. Yeah I do yeah no I have chickens but I don't have a rooster. I, 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 why would you do that to yourself? Isn't it just if like, you get to
1: a certain level, you're supposed. If you have a certain number of chickens, you're supposed to have one rooster. I don't know why, but you're, that's uh, that's the what rules. My parents said chicken rules. So yeah,
2: yeah. some sort of poultry sexism is yeah. going to come into play there. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how it works. No. Uh, I shouldn't say that they're really my chickens when they live with my parents.
0: Uh, I oh, I was wondering. I was like, yeah. you don't have chickens? No. Yeah. But, well, I you mean, they are next door. Jo- join. Join ownership.
1: Yeah. I I look at the chickens all. Day A though.
0: lot. Yeah. Your kids take
1: care of the chickens. They're kind yeah, of. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. see them from where I'm
2: speaking to you. Chickens are good <laughs> well, for kids, that. though, because it gives the, I like the yeah. responsibility. Gives them, yes. They're, yeah. they're more work than you'd think.
1: Chickens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. they're great. I think they're they great love... for kids. And they're not inside, which is really <laughs> nice for
2: me. Yes, They can be. We had them inside for a while, though, when they were babies. Oh, yeah. And that was yeah. just yeah. disgusting. I mean, yeah, <laughs> good God.
1: Well, some people put their chickens <laughs> in chicken diapers and have inside here. chickens, oh. but that that's never going to be us.
2: Wow. Because they're crap factories.
1: I mean, they're literally oh, like... They, they just never stop pooping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. A lot of my time is spent <gasps> in... Very close proximity with chicken poop, wearing an, an N95 mask. Yeah, right.
2: That's I want an N100 where there's just no air at all, and I just it's 68. <laughs> They're gonna they make one of those. Yeah,
1: if you're chicken poop, yeah. for sure. <laughs>
0: So here's a weird thing about um, what it's like to be you. Mm-hmm. I, I went through the Dear Hank and John questions inbox, which has existed since, I think, 2016. Mm. And I just searched for your name. And we had about 20 questions that referenced you specifically. So in inside of this little episode of Dear Hank and John, uh, I'm going to sprinkle a few of those. And here's the first one. It is from Abby. Who says, Dear Hank and John, and had no idea that Ryan Reynolds was going to be listening to this question, so keep that in mind. Mm. I know the difference between Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling, but every time I try to picture one of them in my head, I just, like, I see their faces blurred together into a hybrid Ryan, possibly named Ryan Gosnold's. Is there a solution to this problem, Abby?
2: <laughs> you know it's fun well, years ago i used to i used to play fast and loose a little bit more on on twitter these days i'm, I'm a little, little bit more yeah. reserved yeah. but i, I remember I this that. a question like this came up it said i can't tell the difference between ryan reynolds and ryan gosling and i answered the question i, I said that i said i would never do this Ooh. today but i answered the question i said well the difference is easy to spot ryan gosling has blonde hair and ryan reynolds is a <laughs> Oh good! And, oh good! Um, we get a bleep yeah. for the episode.
0: Uh, yeah, don't don't worry about no. that. What that word was, everyone. No, yeah, we'll be fine. I I have always remembered it this way. Ryan Reynolds is a Canadian, and Ryan Gosling is a very small goose. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you are. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I I I don't have a hard time with this because I close my eyes and I picture Ryan Reynolds starring in the Notebook and it all. I'm like, nah, that that wouldn't happen. (laughs) No
2: way. No, no, that would have failed horrendously. Yeah,
0: I guess that's a. It is a different vibe, huh? Yeah.
2: Well,
1: you would have brought a very different energy. It would have. I don't know if it would have been a better film or a worse film, but it would have been a different film.
2: It would have been worse. I promise you, it would have been unwatchable. It would have. the theater tears would have just said, How many walkouts today? 100%. <laughs> it <would have> <laughs> well, it would, have,
1: it would have been funnier. Um, I mean, yeah. well, yeah. you know, you just bring a different energy to it. Yeah. D- yeah.
0: Did you start your career on Disney's uh, The Mickey Mouse Club or was that Ryan Gosling?
2: It was Ryan Gosling. You were suffering from the same issue that Abby wow. had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was me at all. I, though I did, I did start like Ryan Gosling. I did start at a very young age. I did I didn't do anything as sort of notable as uh, the Mickey Mouse Club. I did a, a, like a bad sort of uh, 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 soap opera for teens called Fifteen. For Nickelodeon. And I remember they paid oh. me 250 bucks a week. And I was like, I thought I was the richest man on earth because I had I also had a paper route, which I wasn't allowed to um, quit. Uh, and this paid like th- three times what my paper route.
0: Paid. It was yeah. Incredible. I mean, yeah. and and also, uh, you know, a little little less physical activity. Um, but also, in addition to that, you I now think you're very old. Mm hmm. I am. I, I just, uh, now I think you're 85 years old. Yeah. yeah. No. When did paper route stop? When did you have a paper
2: route? In in 1961? Is that still a thing in Canada? Uh, I had a paper route in, uh, it would have been 1990. Oh my God. I would guess. Okay. I was born in 1976. I am currently 45 years old. I
1: feel like I'm having a moment right now where i'm bella and i'm saying to edward cullen how old are you and edward cullen's like i'm 16 and i'm like how long have you been 16 yeah. and then edward cullen's like a while
2: oh god You just did you just throw down a twilight reference good lord
1: john yeah no i have the i have i have the whole movie memorized Any wow. uh, you need any twilight quotes i'm your man <laughs> thank
2: you
0: thank you for telling me uh, all of us about 15 by the way i'm
1: excited to to look it up i'm excited to go watch some 15 <laughs> clips
2: <Yeah>. on youtube <laughs> you're we so so welcome yeah it was it was very yeah it was good time so i that was a that was to me that was a big big job i was uh yeah I was, a, I was i i'd made it and then only did like a year later basically you know Quit acting altogether and, um, you know, try to finish high school. And, and I ended up working as a busboy and working at a grocery store called oh, Safeway. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and those are the jobs that I think I, I look back at as it's probably one of the most fun jobs I ever had was working at Safeway.
0: Oh, that is not how I feel about my time at Walmart. No?
1: You worked at Walmart? Yeah. Also, not how I feel about my time at Steak and Shake. Ooh,
2: wow. Yeah. Yeah. Steak and a shake? Yeah. Did they make steak
1: shakes? No, no. And they don't actually make steaks either. They just make hamburgers. It's a little misleading.
2: (laughs) I never thought about that. It it,
1: it, it was a great place to, uh, I worked the graveyard shift. And so I got a lot of good stories out of it. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was hard. Hard work. Hard work. Who do you get? Who do you usually like when do people ever walk up to you, Ryan, and say something because they recognize you, but they recognize you as the wrong person. Oh,
2: I mean, yeah, I get
1: this. Or do, or do they always recognize you as you?
2: No, there, there's a there's a pizza place in the East Village of New York that, that I've been going to for years that they, they, they believe I'm Ben Affleck and I've never corrected them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, I have a few things like that. Years. Yeah. If you don't do a good job of correcting people immediately, it becomes a situation where you can never correct.
0: Oh, them. you
2: can't do it after that. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like it would be it would not go over well if I, you know, revealed.
0: Well, and that's yeah, they've been telling their friends for so long that Ben Affleck comes in all the time and yeah. now they're going to have to like like issue a correction. Yeah, that's no good.
2: And I and uh-huh. I don't I don't I, I also don't also don't accept anything like they're not giving me free pizza based on this fact I, I yeah. you do everything normal like everybody else. They just think I'm Ben Affleck, and you know they'll ask how J Lo is. And like, Great, you no know, pizza, and I'll, off I go. That's where
0: all of the Us Weekly news comes from. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, you're just you're, you're just, the main uh, you're the
1: main source for Ben Affleck related yeah Us Weekly news incorrectly leaking information. Yeah,
2: but uh, but I, what yeah. I think what, what I think makes it so believable with them is that I look mildly sort of put out oh sure, the sure. That they're asking yeah. me again like about my life and mm. the movies and i sort of look like yeah they're they're like i, I don't get it. when they when i leave they i think they sort of think i don't think ben affleck's amused by us <laughs> 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 our questions now you're stuff. ruining ben affleck's
0: like, reputation yeah i gotta
2: be more chipper That's yeah yeah, note, yeah you, you
0: get yeah you've got somebody else on the line here you yeah. gotta watch out
2: yeah exactly i gotta take care of ben
1: OK, I, I've got a I've got an acting question huh? that is mm-hmm. for uh, I think all of us, because as I don't know if you all know <laughs> this, but I Jeez. I am also an actor yeah. um, because I had a cameo in The Fault in Our Stars mm-hmm. that was cut from the film due to <laughs> p- performance issues.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen it.
0: It's in the deleted scenes. It's, yeah. it's not good. I understand why they cut it.
2: <laughs> yeah love you, John. You could fill a thousand gymnasiums with with writers who've been cut from movies. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, oh we're yeah. S- oh,
1: just we're, as a rule, we're so bad. Yeah. Anyway, so this question is yeah. from Bergen who writes, Dear John and Hank and Ryan, yesterday I had an audition, and although I had prepared in advance when I got there, I realized that I really wasn't prepared, and I completely forgot everything I knew, and I seriously bombed the audition, and today I am overwhelmed with mortification and can't stop thinking through everything I should have done better. Mostly, I feel as though I made a humiliating first impression on people whose opinions really matter to me. Any advice on how to forgive myself for this screw-up and move forward doesn't rhyme with Sturgeon. Bird... Bergen. Mm. Bergen, 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 I did it right. Th- I did it right the first time <laughs>
2: Bergen. Oh man. Ber- I mean, auditions are horrible. Yeah. Auditions are terrible places because like, it's just straight up evaluation. It's mm. not even observation. It's just right. Evaluation. Like at any time you're being evaluated by somebody, it's a, ah, it's an act of hostility. So I, I, I yeah, I, I feel for you Bergen. I understand that. And that's, I, I couldn't tell you, I, I of the auditions I ever did, I bombed. And the other 19% were awful. (laughs) So I don't, you know, I, 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 it's just, that's just the nature of the beast. You just, you got to get comfortable. I would, I would say get comfortable with rejection, Mm -hmm. with lots and lots of rejection. I always wonder, like, you know, like lately, there's been a lot of talk. I mean, at least I've seen been exposed to a lot of talk because I guess my algorithms. But of like method actors, I always wonder, like, how do method how do method actors audition?
1: <laughs> like, did you read that same
2: profile that I read? Uh, oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I did read that profile. Yeah, and and I and I did, and I've worked with some method actors, and I do, I do, I do understand both sides of it. I mean, I understand that one's process is one's process, but the the, the issue I sometimes take with like method acting is that like okay now your process has to be all of our process right like, right at lunch we're gonna be like i'm gonna be like scooping out some greek salad from the buffet table and you're still gonna give me the hairy eyeball across the way because your character doesn't like my character i mean it's just right it's just insane <laughs>
0: now i'm here yeah, you've brought me in. This is not. This is not a, a choice that only affects you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That would not have imagined
1: that's that. The, oh,
2: that's the thing I was trying out.
1: But it's. But I, I. I would imagine having failed spectacularly as an actor myself that it is really hard for some people to feel like they are inside of of the character, and if they can't turn that off, that must be difficult for them. But you, you're absolutely right. Like it affects other. people people and that's that's what's so hard about the collaborative environment of making a play or a movie or whatever is that it is Mm. uh, unless you're making a one-man show that you're also directing yeah it is an inherently collaborative process
0: yeah it's also part of what's so wonderful about it not that i know i've just watched i've I've watched a lot of friends a lot of my friends are in like theater and it's just so like the the opportunity to lean on each other yeah is really is really great but it does mean that you know everybody has to be there to lean on the, and and the thing that you that is brought up in this question that I think is really poignant is like you've identified what's actually feels bad about this, which is that a lot of people who you respect, you are imagining that they are thinking less of you. Mm. And uh, and that may be to some extent true, but probably it's it's much less true than it feels to you. Like probably everybody in that room has bombed an audition and and they've certainly right. seen mm. lots of people bomb auditions or or whether or not you actually bombed it, you know perform less well than than they had anticipated they would. Yeah. And uh so they're probably thinking about it a lot less than you are.
2: Well, I, I I've also spent a lot of time on the other side yeah. of that. Yeah. You know, where where I've heard movies I produced and you're in these auditions and, and and I can only speak to to the experience that I've been within, in the rooms that I've been in but myself the casting director the director any maybe there's additional producers or writers in the room as well we're all like desperately rooting for these folks that are coming in and bearing their soul sure, and heart yeah. and and we, we all sort of understand how challenging it is so Like, So i mean i know i work really hard to make sure that the person I'm, who's reading is extremely comfortable um but i remember uh, lots of auditions where I, I had an audition one of the first ones i had was for a casting director, and. I, I, he never looked up. Like he oh. never looked up at me. It was oh. such an odd um, thing. And it's actually it, it goes full circle because uh, six, I guess about three months later, I got this pilot for a sitcom, and I loved doing sitcoms. so one of the best jobs I ever had. Live audience, you know, lots of fun, lots of writing in the moment, which I always love. And and I remember we did this pilot, and the pilot was was, was okay. And but you know, I, I loved the role I had. I remember this same guy came up to me. And said, I would love to have a meeting wow. with you at some point. And I said, wow. oh, no, we met. And he was, We've never met. And I was like, no, we met on I met on a project. It was called Enemies. And it was a, a sitcom. And, and I read for you. And, and I, it was three weeks ago. Look at your charter yeah. or whatever you have. I was there. And he didn't, yeah, he didn't remember. And I remember that was just an ouch.
0: That was, well, maybe he was yeah. having a real bad, now I'm being empathetic to the unempathetic guy. This is my problem. Yeah, he may have, yeah,
2: he may have been, yeah. been going through. Everyone's going got their own little bag of rocks there, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which
0: reminds me yeah. that this podcast is brought to you by everybody's little bag of rocks. Yep. Everybody's little bag of rocks. We all got them. <laughs> we got them and we don't know where they are. Really and sometimes good? they just rub us yeah. and we didn't We didn't even know that they were yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. is not not comfortable. Wonderful sponsor.
1: Great sponsor. Very appreciative for their yeah. support. Of course, today's podcast is also, also sponsored by Aviation Gin. Aviation oh Gin, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my number one
2: source of gin. Oh, are you looking for a, 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 a beautiful, smooth gin and an open checkbook? Well, hey, Aviation Gin is the, the sponsor of this podcast. That's the... This
0: podcast is also brought to you by Ryan Gosling's conflict resolution course. It's available on <laughs> its masterclass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, today's podcast is brought to you by Ben Affleck's favorite pizza joint. Ben Affleck's favorite pizza joint,
2: Yeah, things are going great with JLo. Thanks for asking. <laughs> My my when I when I first started out, we I was in an improv comedy group. We used to do um, like fake pharmaceutical These are <laughs> like great names. Like you know, are you are you tired of feeling your life? Are you tired of blinking? Well, maybe you know, and it would be like amperveer is for you. You know, and then yeah. uh, like the list of side effects were always so hard because they would speak so fast. But but I always loved that one of the mm. side effects would be clay colored stool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> Mean <laughs> exploding spontaneous death or like um yeah. And they always they always
1: try to end it on one that isn't death. Yeah, which just I, throw death always, in the I always I yeah, always exactly. find that yeah. so funny. And those ads where where like they squeeze death in right in the middle, as if it's sort of like one of the yeah. less interesting things that can happen as a result of taking Simbalto. Ooh,
2: it <laughs> cause explosive strength. Wait, what? Did you just say explosive strength?
0: Oh, We have a Project for Awesome message also uh, from Maury uh, Hyattsville in Hyattsville, Maryland, I'm not sure, to Greta and Toby. Uh, hey, look, you guys, your name is on a podcast. Hank and John, thank you for making a podcast that I can share with people in my life and generally just making the world a better place. Ryan, we have a Project for Awesome is a charity event and people can buy
1: little sponsorships uh, oh. for donations. So thank you, Maury, for, thank for you, buying Maureen. a sponsorship. Yeah. Right. What an episode you picked. The episode. Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us. After each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year, For one million dollars of coverage some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams so save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using policy genius head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save that's policygenius.com policy genius because there will be a world without us Plus, the tablets are plastic-free. Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blueland products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains, including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water— and you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. Um, I want to ask you another uh, Ryan-specific sure. question, if I might. Um, this one is, I think, <laughs> A++ hmm. solid gold. It's from Anonymous, who writes, Dear John and Hank, although not bad anonymous, Dear John and Hank, I am faced with a conundrum. I have fallen in love with a really wonderful man, and we are engaged to be married. There is just one problem. Hmm. His name is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, my God. Now, I don't want to be mean to Ryan Reynolds, the famous movie actor, but my Ryan is the better Ryan. Oh, Anonymous, if only you'd know. Wow. My Ryan is the better Ryan. Regardless, I now have had a two-year lovely relationship in which I have had to explain, no, not that Ryan Reynolds. Many, many times, and now I realize that I am signing up for a lifetime of it. I'm not going to let this hold me back from the marriage, but any advice on how to handle a lifetime of explaining that I am not married to a very famous Canadian (laughs) would be welcome
2: anonymous. Wow.
0: I was so pleased when I came across this.
2: I will say this. And no Moose. Uh, I will say this, uh, you know, culture, uh, the cultural landscape moves fast, yeah. you know, yeah. so uh, I'm on a sabbatical right now. Like, I'm not shooting a movie for another year and a half. No one's, no one's going to know who the hell I am in, in like an hour. So, uh, I, I I think you're, also like, let's be grateful for a second here. Not because you're marrying a guy named Ryan Reynolds, but like, it could be so much worse. She could be marrying like a, a guy named like Glenn Mussolini or, you know, <laughs> (laughs) Surely, wayne gacy or something you know like this would be horrible and you know at least uh you know yeah as far as we know i'm not a murderer that's that is
1: very true in my younger years i knew in chicago a guy named lance armstrong and what a journey mm. he's been on. Because wow. when I knew him, he was like, yes, it's it's me, Lance Armstrong, not the Tour de France champion. But now he's like, yes, it's me, Lance Armstrong, not the disgraced yeah. Tour de France champion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but I, no. I often think about this because oh. I have such
1: a common name and there are so many John Greens. Oh, and yeah. I I often feel like I'm inconveniencing oh, for sure. some of them. Yeah. and. I do feel a little guilty about it. Like there's a John Green who's a wonderful author of graphic novels and comic books. Mm. And he had to change. He changed his author name to John Patrick Green recently and immediately hit the New York Times bestseller list. And I was like, oh, well, now now maybe I need to change my name in turn. John <laughs>
2: Copernicus Green. <laughs> you got to just bring it yeah. up. Just go for it. I do. Yeah.
1: No, my parents, of course, gave me the middle name Michael as part of their efforts to make sure that I was as anonymous as possible.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> this, you know what this kid loved? Privacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And then you're like, no, I, I think instead I will become the most famous John Green. And yeah. Then, yeah.
1: Uh, how is... Yeah. Are there any other Hank Greens? Oh, yes. There
0: are. Actually, I, because I read this question yesterday, I, I looked it up and there's a number of them. And also... This oh no! This is actually what it was. The, I was uh, on Twitter and somebody tagged me. Uh, there, there is a Hank Green who is the VP of Food and Beverages at AMC Theaters. Wow! And he's giving a talk soon, hmm. uh, and so that's why why I uh, wow why he came across my dashboard. Good for him
2: amc yeah. food and beverages yeah the movie chain yeah yeah i thought i, I was talking to him today <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why i that's why i wanted to come on the podcast trying to sell my products to amc theater this was a work
2: call yeah. i was just tra- just trying to shore up that relationship with very, hank green head, head
0: of food and yeah. beverage
2: this is a relationship business guys <laughs>
1: Have you heard any of the other Ryan Reynoldses? Have you ever come across another Ryan Reynolds? Uh, not too. I
2: mean, I'm a Ryan Rodney yeah. Reynolds. Um, That's very rare. My middle name is 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 Rodney. I was a, definitely a guy who drives a panel band. Um, I <laughs> met. I've never met a Ryan Reynolds, but there was. I knew that there was a Ryan Reynolds who was a big time uh, college football mm-hmm. player. Uh, I think he played oh. for the Sooners. Um, and he 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 played maybe ten years ago or so. And he was really good. Uh, He's probably still really good, just not playing for the Sooners anymore. Um, so, but otherwise, no, I don't think I've ever met a Ryan Reynolds. Well, there mm. is one who is about to get married.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I think that uh, this question was from a long time ago.
2: So, mm. so perhaps, they, perhaps they're perhaps they happily married now. Well, I hope so too, yeah. yeah. I did j- recently join LinkedIn and uh, oh there are quite a number of Ryan Reynolds on there as well. Wow. Also, my, my social media handles are are Van City Reynolds, which is from Vancouver, because yeah. all my name yeah. my name was taken on every platform. So I just went with yeah. yeah.
0: I always for some reason I always thought that that was a. I have seen this handle, and I thought that that was some reference to a large city of vans.
2: Mm. Like, just an, out
0: in the desert, just a bunch of vans hanging out, like a Pixar movie. <laughs>
2: like, a, like a tent city, but it's, yeah. yeah, but vans... No, yeah, it's not like okay. a no, Nomadland sequel. That eagerly anticipated Nomadland like sequel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, yeah. I, I,
1: th- I thought the cliffhanger ending was incredible. Right. I mean, I really, I don't know yeah. which way they're going to go with
2: it. I can't believe they said that whole movie was just an ad for part two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> it's a really good movie though it was a really good movie i don't even i i don't i don't i don't usually like good movies like no. properly well, good movies but i really like that one
2: yeah i don't like to learn about anything and i felt like i learned watching that one yeah i <laughs> felt like i was a, a better person when the credits rolled
1: yeah a little more emotionally more emotionally engaged for sure
2: 100 percent. yeah um totally
1: I have no idea what you guys are talking about. You've never seen Nomad you never seen it? It, like, it won like 73 Oscars. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't watch. No, you like me. You don't, like watch, me. You don't watch. You don't watch a lot of good movies. If there isn't,
2: if there isn't an MTV Movie Award Best Kiss in it, Hank has nothing to do with it. He doesn't even. Exact. Uh, correct. There,
0: yeah. you, you've uncovered my secret. Yeah. This is this is how I make my decisions. It's my, it's the
1: most most prestigious award that I've, I've ever received. Is is an MTV. That's as high as I've gotten so far. Yeah. Got that popcorn. Got that popcorn. Uh. I, well, I think I actually had to pay my own three hundred dollars to get to get the popcorn. Well, look, you oh, got the popcorn. Come yeah. Do you yeah. Uh, so for that? I think well, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to be quoted on that because I might be wrong, but that's my memory. Mm-hmm. All right. We have another question from Kelsey, who writes, dear mm-hmm. Ryan and John and Hank, who decides which books become movies? Is there like somebody employed at every major film company whose only job is to read books and decide whether or not it should become <laughs> a movie? Books and blockbusters. <laughs> Kelsey.
0: Oh, God. If only it were wow. that simple.
2: You've you've asked the right group of people. Yeah, I'll say, um, but boy, I, I do know that they must have the thickest of skin because like I, it's it's not too often that, you know, present company excluded that, you know, you, that works out. Right. Like, oh, no, know, it almost never works out. Even
1: present company in- included. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. What happens usually, Kelsey, is that a either a an actor or a producer, somebody who puts movies together, usually options the rights to make a book into a movie. And then with those rights, either works with a movie studio or with a production mm-hmm. company of some kind to try to get a script written. And then they try to get a movie mm-hmm. studio to greenlight the script, perhaps already having found a director or some actors to to help package it together as a unit, and then the movie gets made. So there are so many steps along the way, in my experience.
2: Yeah, anyway, lots
0: of people make decisions, and and like it's it's down to so many different
1: people.
2: Sometimes oh, yeah. even then it doesn't happen. I mean, I remember there yeah. was a book uh, by John Kennedy Toole called *A Confederacy of Dunces*, and that was adapted six ways from Sunday. Every person was attached to a different points. It all came yeah. together with directors and budgets and all that kind of stuff, and it would always fall apart. And I think it always fell apart because, like, the the principals involved would then read the book and go, "Oh, we can't do this. What do we? What do we?" same <laughs> um, so that's yeah this can't yeah. be a movie yeah
1: <sighs> but yeah that's a great example where i i think like the first actor uh associated with the confederacy of dunces project was paul newman you know oh, like was that true i think so and at some point i know will ferrell was attached to it at will ferrell drew Barrymore was attached to <laughs> every, it. Um, every comic actor of the last 50 years has been attached to it at some point with John my, Candy
2: was attached to it. Yeah. Oh, and he would have John been. John would have been amazing. It. But oh, again, it, it is yeah.
1: unfilmable. So that, I think that is yes. perhaps
2: <laughs> the underlying issue. It is unfilmable <laughs> and also problematic in, a, in their current, I mean, just a hugely problematic. Point. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my books, I mean, I've had usually when when something gets greenlit and when the studio starts to spend a bunch of money, it happens. But. Mm. My first novel, Looking for Alaska, was something like 20 or 25 days away from the start of production and was largely cast. And, you know, people had moved their families to the place where it was going to film. And then it got canceled at the very last second. And I think that happens. But what usually happens is that somebody options the book. They try really hard to get a good script and it just never works. Yeah. And that happens. That's yeah. I mean, 95 percent, at least of the stuff that gets optioned never gets made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also just so expensive. I mean, think about like how much it like what represents success for a book a lot of times is if it reaches, say, 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's a very successful book. But a, a film, even a small budget film cannot reach 50,000 people and and make money. No.
2: Yeah, it is a, there's a lot to consider.
1: The scale of it's just very different. Yeah. All right, Hank, hey, we should probably get to the all-important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon, which I, I'm not sure that, strictly speaking, Ryan needs to join us for. But I do, before we get to the news from AFC Wimbledon, and before we say thank you and goodbye to Ryan, I do want to say that... Down there in the fifth tier of English football, where AFC Wimbledon was not long
2: ago—no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just uh, just a decade ago, AFC Wimbledon was trying to get out of the National League, which is one of the hardest things to do in English football because there's only two promotion slots. Yes, and very tricky. It's, it's very tricky. And Wrexham, I believe, is currently in fifth. They've been working their way up. Uh, they had a rough start to the season, if I if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. Ryan. And they've been working their way up. So yeah, very correct. Yeah. What's the what's the current Wrexham vibe and mood?
2: Uh, I would say that the mood is it's, I, the mood is never going to be good enough until we're promoted. I think, yeah. but but overall, I think that this has been uh, embraced by the community. I think I think we've understood from the from the get go, and certainly from talking to you, John, it was one of the things we talked about. It's like really kind of making sure that this was a uh, an in tandem project with both the club and the community mm-hmm. around it. So mm-hmm. it's been great. I mean, for us, it's been the one of the most satisfying wonderful things that i've ever been involved with and also the most excruciating you know football will will quite literally just chew and bolt blow bubbles with your soul and it's a and it's a a a terrible feeling and that roller coaster ride is something that i i'm still struggling with like i actually struggle to watch the matches Mm sometimes oh, it's, uh, it's, because I just find it that, that yeah,
1: physically painful. Yes.
2: <sighs> I'm, I, I'm physiologically inside out by the time it's done. Like my bones are hanging outside of my ears and head and, and, and my spine is somewhere across the room. It's just an awful experience. So yes, it's, a, it's both a curse and it's a, and it's the beautiful game. You know, you understand why it is that. So yeah. it's, uh yeah, I'm very, very lucky to be involved with Rex
1: Yep. That's awesome. Well, we, we will be mm. watching Wrexham throughout the rest of the season and hoping that uh, promotion is on the cards for them.
2: May I ask how Wimbledon's doing right now? How is Wimbledon? Well, I, you know, there that's a that's a storied project as well, which I uh,
1: yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Indeed. They they just won a football game, which is which is wonderful. <laughs> nice. Yes, a big and and a big relief. I watched the game on my phone. We were playing Accrington Stanley, which is one of those team names that just sounds absolutely made up. Yes. We were playing playing Accrington Accrington Stanley away up there in the north of England where the sky is very close to the ground. And I would say the wind was averaging about 55 miles per hour. The rain was lashing horizontally throughout the game. And from the moment it started, I was like, this has nil-nil written all over Mm. it. We have no chance of winning this game and then we did the most disastrous thing for us this season which is that we scored and and this season when Wimbledon score first they have lost almost every game and when they when they give up the first goal they are much more likely to win. Wow. And so the moment we scored, I was like, oh, this is a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then we scored again, and I was like, I don't even know how this feels. We haven't had a two-goal lead
2: all season. <laughs> and
1: it felt great. <laughs> it was extremely enjoyable. And then we ended up winning the game. So thank you to Luke McCormick and Ayubasal for giving me a wonderful, a wonderful week. And now we are way up in the... We are way up in seventeenth place in oh. League One, wow. well out of the relegation zone for the moment, which is just awesome. League One, that's amazing, though. League One, I know that's no joke. I know. Can get there, I know. Yeah. Oh, we're it's on our way. It's You're on our
2: the way. third tier, League One. I know, it's been, I know.
1: A, it's been a sharp learning curve for me. I, I, all of the lingo, yeah. The fact it's that League One is the third tier could not be more confusing. Yes, that is true. <laughs> it's not even true. Not even the second. No. One. It don't make it easy. No, not at all. Hey, Hank, what's the news from Mars?
0: Um, the news from Mars is I feel the same way about the James Webb Space Telescope as you guys do about football. And so I am, uh, my bones are on the outside of my body. The James Webb Space Telescope has met its rocket. They are friends now. And they now are, they're going to hang out for a pretty long time until uh, they're in space. Um, so that's terrifying. And the, the launch is currently scheduled for the 22nd, And it's all I can think about. No offense, Mars, but I'm stuck on the James Webb Space Telescope frame. If you're wondering the sort of schedule of events, the launch is a a scary time, but it remains scary for about, about a month, but really like six months even. So two weeks is the scariest time, then a month, then six months. So if you get through two weeks... Then that's amazing. That's the amount of time it takes for the space telescope to unfold into its like full configuration. If it is unable to do that for some reason, it will not work. Uh, and then it has a lot of moving parts, but they've all been tested extensively. And then uh, a, a month is when it is in its stable orbit, where it, get, it like arrives at the place where it's going to live for the whole of its mission. And then, uh, and then six months is when it actually starts to take pictures of space okay so there's a long period of time of like calibration after it sort of is like open and on and doing its work but we get at what's called first light Hmm. uh and like uh six months after launch so it's a long period of uh of sort of nerves but the the uh first two weeks are the most nervous time well i will i should actually say that the the launch is probably the most dangerous time but um yeah so that's all i'm thinking about uh love you mars i'll be back soon
1: yeah, I watched an 11-minute video about the how the James Webb Space Telescope is going to launch and unfurl and everything and my palms were drenched with sweat as it's I was watching scary. it and thinking yeah. about it. It's it's a lot. It's just it's so many years of the hard work of really smart, talented, dedicated people and yeah. We just hope it goes well.
0: John, Ryan, thank you for podcasting with me. Thank you to everybody who sent in your questions uh, to hankandjohn at gmail.com. You never know when an old one's going to get dug up. That's right. Because Ryan Reynolds is going to be on the podcast. <laughs>
1: uh, indeed. Uh, and Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. And it is, it's such a pleasure to be with you. Before we, before we go, I have to tell you, my kids made me promise that I would say that they love Free Guy. I love I love it too. Yes. Uh, I I have to love it because I've seen it seven times but they, they really, really love it. You know how kids love to rewatch movies and it is like their number one choice right uh, now. So thank you. Thank you for free, Guy. Henry and Alice, say hi. That
2: that means the world to me. Tell your kids that means the world to me. I will. Because I, thank you, Henry Alice. and Alice. And I, that's, yeah, that, I, my blood, sweat, and tears went into that one. And we, we worked really, really hard on that one. It was kind of an uh, an, an antidote to the uh, insane four or five years that we had yeah. uh, in the last little a while. And yeah, I, I thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Oh, it's a really fun movie. Thanks for making it. Guys, thank you for having me on, um also hit me up anytime someone cancels last minute. <laughs> all that's right we be, will because you know? you're free all the <laughs> time <laughs> well no no i actually have that sort of thing with Fat, jimmy fallon and i always oh, love yeah. it like yeah someone does cancel i'm like i, I, I live because i live in new york nice. oh yeah that's fun, fun. Yeah. It, it makes it fun awesome <laughs> you
1: know?
2: yeah it's probably good good advice for, for bergen our auditioning friend uh you know to not think about it too much something when you show up out of nowhere and you just go and you, you know, and then you're awesome yeah. yeah, that's right.
0: And if you, yeah, you, you have our contact info if you need us for anything. I don't know what you would need us for, but...
1: I mean, if you ever need somebody to get cut out
2: of a movie, I'm your guy. Uh, I, I, I've needed you in the past, so right? there
1: done. We are off now to record our Patreon-only podcast This Week in Stuff, which you can find at patreon.com slash John. That was super fun.
0: That was fun. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tuna It's produced by Rosiana Hals-Rojas. Our communications coordinator is Julia Bloom. Uh, Ryan's friend Sophia Trevalia helped a lot getting this all put together, so thanks to her. Thank you, Sophia. Uh, our editorial assistant is Deboki Chakravarti. The music you're hearing now is by The Great Gunnarola, and as they say in our hometown. Don't Don't forget to be awesome. awesome.